Hello, and welcome to Witchery, a horror podcast. My name is Kara Witcher, and I'm coming to you once again from the Nerd Room Studios, located in my home, which is still nestled deep in the hills of the Ozarks. Well, today is a sick day for us kiddos. Um, I don't know if it's COVID or I don't know what it is, but it's awful and I feel terrible. Hope everybody out there is staying well and being safe and keeping out of the cold or if it's warm where you are, for God's sakes, get out and enjoy it for the rest of us. Uh, so today we... We addressed the other day the very controversial subject of jump scares in horror. Uh, so, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about another somewhat controversial subject, that being comedy in horror, or horror comedy, black comedy, if you were. <clears throat> now, Horror and comedy have had a very long relationship uh, that many of the naysayers really don't seem to acknowledge or to understand. So uh, it goes as far back to the uh, popular Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, 1948, I believe. Um, Stuff like that. Silly schlapstick mixed in with a little bit of something scary kind of takes the edge off. And it's it's fun. It's fun to mess around with two different... To, uh, with two genres that are basically the antithesis of each other. And um, see what you get, you know. Um, I would say... Recently, we've had some really great horror comedy. Um, one movie I love that I just recently watched again um, that I blind bought was uh, Satanic Panic, um, a Fangoria production. Oh, I really loved it. I know I read the um, uh, review from the Ebert, what have you. Um, you know, at my age, I remember Siskel and Ebert. Like, and I remember my parents' reaction to them. It seems like kids nowadays are, like, really sucking Roger Ebert's dick really hard. And it's like, you know, guys, stop being such conformists. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I find a lot of the younger generation are very conformist. It's kind of, like, freaky. It's like dealing with... My parents' generation, my parents' generation are the silent generation. And I feel like I'm dealing with a younger version of the silent generation who are like, oh my god, an authority told me that this is totally how it should be. Oh my god. That's exactly the thoughts that I should regurgitate. Come on, think for yourselves. Uh, so anyway, Satanic Panic, a fun movie full of great one-liners um it and it moves so fast it's very fast paced i mean boom 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 you get kind of a slow start um driving through the rich neighborhood they do a good job setting it up and but once it gets into it it just really flows pop 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 
a lot of great one-liners. Jerry O'Connell, looking fabulous as always. Um, Even though he's not in there for a very long time, uh, he's totally hilarious. His wife, uh, oh God, what is her name? Hang on, I got it written down. Um, His wife, Rebecca O'Connell. Um, and you look her up, you'll recognize her totally, uh, big in the 90s. Um, she was fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. She owned her role. She made the movie. Really a fantastic movie. Hilarious. Just absolutely love it. Or, um, the now classic, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Absolutely hilarious. Just love it. So... If you don't like horror and comedy, or you constantly bitch about it, this is definitely not the con- um, podcast for you. Um, because around these parts, we love ourselves some horror comedy. Um, and again, this seems like one of those debates. that I've only heard of uh, in recent history. Um, I never really heard my parents uh, bitching about, like, comedy and horror ever. Um, They always got, like, a big kick out of it. Um, Especially, (laughs) like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, stuff like that. Uh, some of the one-liners, the zingers. I, and I think zingers, uh, for my parents' generation, that was the whole thing, you know. Um, they grew up with that very vaudevillian, quick-moving uh, humor. Um, and very sarcastic uh, one-liners. Um that have a lot of innuendo in them and are so much fun. Um, and I think for me, being raised with that type of comedy, I appreciate um, horror comedy so much more. Black comedy is my jam. <clears throat> and that's an old term. It's <clears throat> um, that dark comedy, you know. Um, uh, let's see. What else were they going to do? I am so sorry, guys. I have got this horrible brain fog. Um, you're probably like, why are you doing this episode? Um, so. I am totally brain farting, guys. Oh, chimney Christmas. Alright, so. Another really great horror comedy um, that came out in the 80s that has really stuck around, and it's not just solely a horror comedy, um, that would be Monster Squad. Now, I remember going to see that. I um, I think it was about ten, 10 years old when that came out, 9 or 10. And, uh, my niece was pretty little, and my big sister took us to see that. It was one of the last movies we got to see at our drive-in, um, 
the drive-in my dad took us to and um it was great it was absolutely fantastic it was the first horror movie that my niece watched and of course it being a horror comedy was um yeah excuse me the dogs are barking hang on just a second everybody as i was saying monster squad uh again i do apologize um my husband is sick in bed and so i'm here to wrangle the pack by myself um i should explain a little bit uh we have a dog pack of mainly rescue dogs our neighbors are trash humans who um allowed their dogs to they just dump animals off on our property and we've taken in some of them we're trying to find two really great dogs homes if you know anybody hit me up in my email uh which by the way i will be um putting i have an email set up for the podcast i will be putting that in the show notes which is the description and please email me any movie suggestions any input um, anything that's sassy or spicy, I am going to be doing a mailbag of hate segment. So just so you know, um, there will be a mailbag of hate segment up and coming. So, moving on. <clears throat> Horror comedy. Yeah, Monster Squad. Oh, God. Yeah, so, me, my sister, and my niece, uh, my niece being my sister's daughter, um, we all went and saw that. It was great. Uh, it was life-changing, I think, for my niece. She was so proud of herself. She didn't have any nightmares from that movie. She felt like a big girl watching it. Uh, but I just recently re-watched it the other day. Boy, it still holds water. It's still so much fun. I mean, you've got fat kid, scary German guy. Oh, my God. Um... All the practical effects are on point. The makeup is fantastic. The werewolf's transformation is phenomenal. The comedy is on point. You even have a little uh, espionage, a little exploitation going on, which is totally 80s. I mean, that's so 80s. So, um... And then you have the great end. You know, we're the Monster Squad. It breaks into that awesome 80s rap. Oh, man. It's it's just at one point. Um, I think movies like that totally justify our comedy. Um, they keep you laughing. They provide some good um, practical effects. A uh, little bit of suspense. There's a little bit of darkness to it. It's fun. They throw in a bunch of tropes. It's just great. Uh, and if you haven't seen Monster Squad, my God, what are you doing with your life? You've got to watch Monster Squad. It's great. It's It makes you feel warm and mushy inside. Especially if you're a lover of those classic monsters, Dracula, and like the way, the old way they looked... They did this so right in the movie. Um, so absolutely right. Um, so. I feel like people want to take the genre of horror and put it in a box. 
they want it to be linear. They want it to only be one thing. And that is not what horror is, and that is never what it's been. It's never meant to be just slashers. It's never meant to be just gore. It's never meant to be just a thriller. It, it was never meant to be anything singular. It was, it's always cast a wide net. So if you're going to be a horror fan, you've got to think in a nuanced manner. Actually, you should think in a nuanced manner, uh, period. Always embrace nuance, my loves. Embrace it. Life is so short. Oh, it's so short. And it's fleeting. It just, and it's gone. So why waste time saying, Oh, horror, it's only this, or it's only that. Why paint yourself into a corner? Oh, my, my, no. Get out there and experience all those little subgenres of horror. Now, you may not like everyone. That's okay. That's just fine. But just because you don't like it, doesn't mean it's a bad thing entirely. Our experiences, and you'll hear me say this a lot, our experiences aren't finite. They are not the end-all and be-all of the world. The world simply does not evolve around us and our opinions. Our opinions and our emotions are valid to us not to everybody else. When we project those things out into the universe, we need to present a valid and logical argument for those feelings, those thoughts, and those opinions. We cannot simply expect to be able to project them out in the world and not have to make an argument for them. We don't have to make an argument for them for ourselves, but we do need to be willing and present to justify them when we present them to the world and not become offended when people ask us to clarify such things. You find this happening all too often in so many horror groups. There's that pitfall of, well, if you ask me to explain myself, then you're clearly attacking me because I should be able to make this finite statement like, you're not a horror fan if... No, no, my loves. No, no. That's simply not how life works. And if you're trying to make it work like that, then you are a narcissist. That's right. You're a narcissist. You believe that the world flows around you and your opinions. And when somebody brushes that little heart you have so neatly pinned to your sleeve, you react in a violent and angry, emotional outrage pours out of you. So silly, isn't it? Why should we drown ourselves in such close-minded thinking? Embrace it, my loves. Embrace the many subgenres of horror. Make yourself a nuanced fan. Come on, it's fun. You'll enjoy it. It'll make life so much sweeter. Variety is the 
spice of life and we could all use a little spice. It's the chocolate scorpion of life. So now that I have firmly stood upon my soapbox, I shall dismount. For I did not intend to give you a lecture, but I do really want to stress that point. I am so sick of the negativity. I am sick of the closed-minded thinking. And I want to open up those synapses. Let's think. Let's not react. Let's think. Horror comedy, if you look at the history of it, whether you like it or not, it's been around for a long time, and it's here to stay. Now, I would like to ask that you please email in to me your favorite horror comedy suggestions. Anything you like that you've written or you've seen in recent history or that you've seen in the past, just send it in to me, and I might even cover it and talk about it. Uh, my email is witcheryhorrorpodcast at yahoo.com. And the spelling of witchery is W-H-I-T-C-H-E-R-Y. No caps. So that's witcheryhorrorpodcast at yahoo.com. I will be putting that in the show notes, which again is the, in the uh, description underneath all the stuff uh, under my show heading. So please, do email into me your horror comedy suggestions. That's what I'm looking for this month. <clears throat> so, moving on. Uh, I want to do a segment, and I'm starting this today, called... Um, Box Movie Extravaganza. No, that's not it. So, I haven't got a name for it yet, but basically what I'm doing is... You know those horror movie box sets? You know what I'm talking about, right? We've all bought them. Um, you buy it because it's got maybe that one movie that you really like, and maybe like 900 you've never heard of. Well, I'm going to watch... I have several of those, and I'm going to watch... Uh, just a random pick from those box sets and then talk about it. So this is my box set segment, which I actually learned is a Vinegar Syndrome movie. I watched uh, Trip with a Teacher from 1975. Yeah. Oh, man. It was, uh, it was something else. Um, it, it's about a, uh, uh, a teacher who is hired to go with this group of rich girls out to this Indian archaeological dig site or whatever, um, and they're going to camp out there and learn all sorts of cool things, and of course they go on a little yellow short bus. I mean, come on. Um, and there's some really hilarious dialogue between the girls in this, uh, especially like the chick who comes out and she's like, yeah, I'm a slut. What of it? And then, like, some awesome girl fights. Um, and of course it features a psycho band of 
motorcycle gang dudes, which is like three dudes, okay, um, how is three dudes, and one of them, like, it was two dudes broken down on the side of the road, one dude helped one dude, and then they all rode together, how is that a motorcycle gang, not really sure, but the one dude in the gnarly looking sunglasses that look like bugs, well, he was the leader, and he was like, oh, so super cool. Um, basically, if you look this up, um, anything, there's like some, it's supposed to be really gritty and raw. It's not. It's kind of like, um, compliant rape with an ending with the two girls who were raped, like, smiling at each other, and everybody kind of laughing like it was an after-school special. It was very disturbing. Um, I'm... <laughs> I mean, even for 1975, to have two women be raped, and then at the end, they just look at each other, and they're like, <laughs> isn't that funny? We got raped. <laughs> I mean, they did kill the guy in the end, but it still had a weird, uh, yucky vibe to it. Um, so yeah, trip with the teacher. If you're a Vinegar Syndrome fan, uh, highly recommend. It's hilarious. The dialogue alone. For the dialogue alone. Of course you have the cliche yellow short bus that breaks down. Um, and the raggedy old bus driver that looks a lot like Jerry Reed, but it's not Jerry Reed. Um, and then for some reason, the motorcycle guys towed, pulled, well, pulled their vehicle, the bus, to this remote cabin, and they're like, yeah, we're totally gonna get you help. And Okay, if you're being held, if you're a group of people being held with a pocket knife, you really need to question your amygdala. Like, your fight or flight response is off. Um, remember the amygdala, that's what helps get your hemoglobin going so that fight or flight response goes off. These women were clearly desensitized. They had no fight or flight. Um, they didn't couldn't possibly rush the one dude with the knife. Um, uh, I just, I found it hilarious. I, I'm not sure what the messaging was of the movie. Um, uh, don't go out alone. <laughs> I have no idea, but, um, I think it was meant to be one of those raw, gritty, uh, motorcycle gang type movies. Don't put yourself in danger, ladies, by going out by yourselves. That type of thing. It just fell very flat, as I'm sure it did for a lot of people. 1975, it was totally banging. <sighs> okay, guys, so... This episode's gonna be a little short today. I, like I said, I'm just not feeling good. Um, I will be doing an episode this weekend in honor of my birthday. My birthday is Monday. Um, although we will be working. Um, my birthday is Monday and I will be covering one of my all-time favorite movies, and you'll have to stay tuned to find out what that is. 
So, anyways, guys, so I do apologize. Oh, pardon me. Once again, not feeling good at all. Send positive vibes, prayers. Ugh. Pardon me. <laughs> I am so dizzy and my head is so stopped up. So I'm going to cut this off. Uh, stay well out there. Stay safe. Uh, wash your hands, for goodness sake. And I hope to see you guys on the flip side. Stay weird. Stay independent. And always dare to be an individual. Peace.